Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Trippin' on your black and white. Food day when we fight. Live and die in these stripes. Now who got a move I can Welcome to Bengals and Brews. If you don't know about us, just go check Chop's website or look at Chop the person. And Greg has got Bengals and Brews on. I'm oh, slacking. Yeah. Wait, I've got a, I've got a koozie. Yeah, ball cap. Clark Harris on it. I got a koozie. Chop is oh. product touring, and it's marvelous. Yeah, I actually know the guy that makes the stuff. Yeah, you know him quite well. Well, he's a good-looking motherfucker, and earlier today I had his dick in my hand. Oh, no. So, Parker has not gotten my email. Oh. So, hmm. I, uh, I will be right back. You two talk about something interesting. You, you know what, Porkchop? Let's talk about something interesting. You know yeah, what might as well? You know what would be interesting right now? What? Going to Midwest Best Barbecue, getting Midwest uh, some wings, pork, Brisket, mac and cheese, a bunch of cool, a bunch of awesome food there. Head on down there to Loveland, and also, you know, it would be good to wash all that food down with some Fifty West beer. That's true. They, they have all kinds of great beer, lemonade beer, IPA. Yeah, beer. If you don't like, uh, maybe you're not into beer. You're like, I don't like the taste of beer. Look at this, Fifty West lemonade. Exactly, and look who we have here right now. Who also we have here right now? Hey, Parker Blake, what's up, buddy? What's going we made on? It, man. I was just for a second. Well, I was messaging you back. I was like, I double checked. I'm like, yeah, saying I could send it again. I was gonna say check your spam folder or whatever. You got me on your you put me on your fucking spam list, didn't you? Tell the truth. No, it was just a delay. It's technology, it's technology. Oh, it's well, not it's me. delayed because you're out there in fucking mountain time. Yeah, but but you know what? You can't delay submit West Best and Fifty West Beer proud sponsors of the show. You can never delay that. Sure, you can't you can't delay that, Parker. We got uh, G Funk Wings on their way to you right now. Absolutely. Oh, what I, 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 I have I've ever been, except for hey, I've been there. So. Parker, can you give me your address right now so I can mail your Skyline Cup? Nobody's going to write anything yeah, down. Say it yeah. out loud. Oh yeah, Here's I'll just throw. Number. Hold on, it's actually no, absolutely. And your not. social security <laughs> number that way. We yeah, that, that'd be nice too. And your bank account number would be great yeah, too. If you don't mind. You don't mind. Would you guys leave this man alone? Are you back home now, Parker? Or are you still in Mobile, Alabama? No, I am still in my hotel room. I think I caught an illness last night out of nowhere, but we are still riding strong, brother. So you're stay are you staying for the game tomorrow? Yes, sir. I'm actually I don't leave till like Sunday afternoon, I don't think. So I'm I'm here for the long haul, man. I decided to make a little mini vacation out of it if I'm coming nice. this far. There you go, buddy. Awesome, man. So for anyone that don't know, our guy Parker Blake's been down there at the senior bowl all week. Been checking out all the prospects, you know, right up, right up and close and personal. And uh, a whole bunch of people saying who day to you. Matt's still talking about the chopped cheese sandwich, which was my fault last weekend. So can't can't yell at Greg this time. But yeah, man, we got a, a bazillion names to talk about. Uh, Greg said, well, I didn't really uh, look at it. I said, Greg, just sit there and look pretty. Right. Chops you're doing great already, great. buddy. You're doing great yeah, already. You're doing great, Greg. Man, I looked up. I looked. I watched some stuff, but I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. That's y'all. Uh, yeah, yeah. well, like, that's why we guys do... like Parker. <laughs> well, yeah. like, I see. I see guys do well, then I see another guy do well. I mean, I mean, it's hard to keep track. So you know, this is why I have you guys to listen to. 
It's bold of you to assume that I know what I'm watching too, Porkchop. I'm just, I'm just well, saying it until you're sticks, in Mobile, so. Alabama, so that must be something. Somebody sends you down there, or you just go on your own. No, I just came down here. Um, they will probably let just about anybody down here. There was a bunch of like 16, 17 year old kids down here with media passes. Some of them were some of the coolest kids I've ever met. Like that wow. kid that uh, put out that clip from Spencer Radler. Yeah, you this think is... they're cool because you bought them beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I barely bought myself beer, so let's not get carried away. I got like $3 yeah. in my bank account right now. I hope I can get home. <laughs> See, someone should have sent Parker because of the excellent work he does. And if you all haven't subscribed, you can follow Parker on Twitter. Always breaking down content, not only O-line, but all kinds of stuff. He's trying to expand his horizons when it comes to all the different positions. So definitely show Parker love. He's doing big things, man. We love Parker. Uh, he's uh, been a recurring guest for a while. And even though someone didn't send you down there, hopefully next year someone is sending Parker right. down there. because he Hey, you're more than welcome to send me, Dale. I, I'm just yes. waiting for the text, you know. Yeah. Yeah, We if Bengals and Brews ever makes it big time, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely send Parker. Most, yeah, 100%. You'll be our on-the-fucking-spot reporter at the Senior Bowl. And not only that, Parker, we'll send you to the Combine, too. Oh, there you go. See, that's what everyone down here is like. It's like, you know, it was day two. And you're going out and you're talking to people and everyone's like at that point already kind of done with the week. It's like, oh, are you going to be at the combine? Are you going to be at the combine? And I'm like, man, I already forked out two grand to get to this trip. Let's not, <laughs> yeah. let's not get crazy. Right. Let's chill out. <laughs> but I appreciate all the kind words, brother. And I love being on your show. I love that you are willing to have me on your show. And hopefully I can educate somebody on something today, even if it's Greg. Yeah. Yes, even if it is me. Yeah, Greg. And you even definitely though I it's like talk to a fucking wall, but you can try. <laughs> so we will start. I hate saying, you know, you see stock up, stock down, winners, losers, who got the bag, didn't get the bag this week, which it is more about the bag, honestly. But at the same point in time, it's one part of the puzzle, as most people will tell you. When it comes to the senior bowl, there's the tape, there's just the whole process there, you know, and you're, it's projections for some of these guys, but it's a good chance you're seeing some guys, small school guys especially, that maybe hasn't even gone against this level of competition. So I kind of just listed it as impressive week, maybe not as impressive at the bottom, and then the somewhere in the middle you heard a little good and bad things, and you can, you know, if I say some names in these lists, uh, you, you can tell me otherwise. When we talked about this earlier, we didn't talk about too much because we didn't want to run the show, so – Quarterbacks in the impressive week list. I don't have anyone, do you? No, I don't think anybody impressed. There were people that showed flashes of good things, but I think, you know, like out of everybody down here, there wasn't a quarterback that even – that's not just me. That's not just you. Everybody that was in the stands, everybody that I talked to, at, you know, out, out at night, nobody was impressed by a single quarterback down here. And it was just a lot of talk about like, wow, you know, I expected so-and-so to come down and show something I expected this guy to do this, and it was just a lot of disappointment. So I think that is accurate. Yeah, and we'll get to the, you know, the more in the middle and who didn't have a good week at all for some of these guys. And we won't list every prospect, you know. That would take all night, and Port Chop, you know, probably has to go to work. I do, I do have to work. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to put the mobile version in my pocket and take you guys. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll move to running back for impressive week. So I'll list two names that I at least heard a lot of and then the little flashes of stuff I've seen. And, and one of these is a guy I was already really high on, and that's Ray Davis from Kentucky. Watching his tape, I've been you know talking about him quite a bit. I heard he had a great week, probably the most impressive down there from a lot of people, you know, the bigger name analysts. 
Um, which uh, I will go ahead and mention PFN, Bleacher Report, Athletic, Daniel Jeremiah. Those are where I'm getting some of this stuff for uh, what I heard, at least, you know, mainly. And then the other one, Dylan Lobb, who I know you mentioned to me. So uh, running backs on the impressive list for you. Do those two names sound pretty accurate? And anybody else you want to add? Yeah, I think Ray Davis did a good job uh, of being one of those guys that kind of came in on day three and had kind of an okay week and then really just bumped his stock on that one day. And then once you went back and looked at the full body of work, it was like, oh, no, he really – he was solid all week. He just didn't really ever stand out until day three. So I, I agree that he really had a solid week. I would hope he would have improved his stock with how he performed. And then, um, Sorry, can't breathe. Um, Dylan Lobby from New Hampshire, I believe, was actually – so the guys that came down here I met with on the first day I was down here um, just because I talked to them before – they were all big advocates of Dylan Lobby. So I came in to day one and was kind of focused on watching him and just was like, oh, let's I've never heard of this kid. Let's see what this kid does. And I feel like, you know, even by the end of day one, let alone day two, when we went over to Media Day, everyone in the stadium knew knew that name and wanted to talk to him. We went over to Media Day and he had a had a big crowd around him and he became like a little mini superstar this week. And that's great to see for him. I still think he's a later round guy, but I, I'm glad yeah. he's finally on the map. And day three, people, I would say day yeah, three, exactly. And but people know who he is now. He's he's very explosive, very fun to watch. I think he had one of my favorite runs on day one. Um, the only other running back I'd want to bring up is Marshawn Lloyd, who I know is already kind of up there, but he impressed. I mean, he was kind of quiet day yeah. one, but day two, and especially during the red zone period on day three, was just fun to watch. Yeah, I had him in the up and down category just because I heard like a lot about him like on one of the days you know and then it was yeah. kind of other days you didn't really hear anything about him so uh, you know you can go, we can go ahead and put that name off but also for him like a, an impressive thing he's only five nine but he yeah. weighed in at 217 and he's very electric on on tape so the way in at 217 is incredible at five nine for him that's like have, fucking maurice jones drew right yep yeah well he's Ray hard Dave, to take down man he's he's hard to take down he you can see him you would think a guy like, you know, just looking at his stature, I mean, he looks a little more solid, but you'd think he'd be more of an edge guy trying to get around the stuff. And he just runs through anybody's face that gets in the way. And it's, it was just like, wow, you know, I, I knew he was supposed to be a good prospect, but I was hoping to watch him on film. But we're we're in team right now, and I can't stop watching this kid. Man, is he smaller than him? What is the fuck's that guy's name? Is he smaller than Darren Sproles or? Well, no, be heavier than no, Sproles. Sproles, Sproles is like 5'6". Okay. So this kid's 5'9 and 217. Okay. And what's What's his name? Marshawn Lloyd from USC. And then Ray Davis. So Ray Davis is kind of similar, guys, as far as stature of like, he's only like 5'8", 5'9", and he's 220. So he's a rocked up little motherfucker. Well, Parker, I know Cincy James will be advocating for him. When you hear the word UK, Cincy James will be advocating for him. Well, I was excited to come down and see him because I loved watching him in the season. And then I on day three, they did a lot of special teams. And they actually had him returning kicks, which was just fun to watch because Mm. – He'd come down, obviously, they're not going like full speed or full contact on special teams, but just the downhill momentum he's able to generate. I was I was scared for pretty much everybody running down trying to tackle him on kick kickoff. So I'm excited to see what he can do Saturday. So yeah. he he'd be useful. Okay. And then for, for Dylan Lobb, I want to mention like go watch. You can find it about anywhere, at least the game. I think it was Western uh, Michigan, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And where he had 295 receiving yards. And that's a great game. He's, to a, run, go he's watch. a running back, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great game to go watch. I don't know if you plan on bringing him up, but there's also a defensive end prospect out of Western Michigan. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I don't want yeah. to spoil anything. Is that uh, Neyland? 
Yeah, Marshawn Nealon. Yeah, yeah. He he is on the uh let me see actually where yeah, he is on this list for the impressive there you go. as well. So uh we'll move on to wide receiver. So this one had quite a bit of names. Uh tell me if I'm wrong on any of them. Ladin McConkey and Roman Wilson, especially those two right off the rip. Uh two probably more slot guys size wise and things like that, but they impressed everybody down there. Um, Ricky Pearsall, another one didn't finish out the Roman Wilson didn't either. And there were some players who, you know, they went in, they made their money in a practice or two and had an injury or didn't have an injury. And some guys legitimately got dinged up and left, but, uh, Malachi Corley. And then I know you had another guy to mention from too late. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man. I always forget his last name. Jaquan Johnson, <laughs> I believe is his name. Uh, Jackson. Jackson, Jaquan Jackson. Yep. And it's not spelled normally Jaquan. It's a uh, it's like J H A apostrophe Quan. Yes. But uh but yeah, no, he's a he was exciting to watch just because he had he had great burst off the line and he was he was just fast. He was a great separator. There was a couple times where, you know, during one-on-ones where his route choice was interesting and you wondered if he was told to run a specific route or if he just didn't have an understanding of leverage. I talked to a lot of guys that were concerned about a couple of those reps. But overall, I mean, he was he was able to burn dudes off the line, and they could not keep up. He was he was gapping dudes after you know bursting off, bursting off the line. So I just liked his explosive ability, and he really had a great ability to separate during the team periods. Yeah, and, and me and Santori are doing this mock draft thing, or the draft not mock draft, but the draft guide thing. And he is not a guy that I have like fully evaluated. I've heard his name, I've seen clips here and there. So it's like. His week he's had, it's like, do I have to go and add him? But what yeah. I'm doing now, because we've already got 230 players, and Satori already did only wanted to do 200 max. So what I'm having to do, and this is really hard for me, is drop somebody when I add somebody. Oh. Everybody else gets in the other, you know, the rest, the best of the rest list or whatever. So that, that's You got to at least hit the 252, so. man. 252 picks in the draft this year. I, I know, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to do that, but Santori, you know – he actually works at his job. Oh, shit, what a loser! I said that on the air, but um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I have a uh, plenty of time to where I'm ready and this and that. But uh, any of those guys that you uh, other guys you want to mention? Cordley's a little tank. McConkey is probably would you say had the best week of the wide receivers? Oh, funny enough, they uh they just released the well they were releasing as I joined on. And this is this is for Greg, so we can go and learn a couple names real quick. But Jim Nagy's right. actually posting all of the, you know, team awards. So player voted, yeah, player voted, you know, best X position um, of this team. And uh, Malachi Corley won his, and I think that really speaks Boom. a lot to how he looked this week. And I heard a lot of people talking about how physical he looked as a route runner and as a receiver after the catch. Um, which is good to see out of a guy with kind of a slider frame. I mean, I wouldn't say a slider frame. He looks like like Dale said, rocked up. He's he's a thick kid, but I, I expected him to be a little bit bigger when I came down here and saw him in person. But he, yeah, he must be like ninety nine point nine percent muscle because that dude just ridiculous. <laughs> Western Kentucky, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, you grew up a Western Kentucky fan, didn't you? Uh, I grew up a Kentucky fan, but my oh. dad went to Western Kentucky. So oh, okay, that's, 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 that's the hill, Hilltoppers, right? Yeah, yeah. Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers, baby. Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Yeah, the only and, one, uh, yeah. I was just going to say the quarterback they have this year, which he was at the Shrine Bowl, uh, Reed, right? Is that his name? Yep. Am I wrong yep. on that? Okay. Go ahead, Greg. Then, Sorry. No, the, the only receiver I knew that was doing well, I think, was the Michigan kid, that Roman is his name. 
Roman Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Roman. All right, see, I knew something here. But yeah, no, Ro- that was the kid I saw that did really well in practice. Which yeah, I no, love Roman- that they're like, well, Michigan runs the ball more, and it's like, but what's that say for J.J. McCarthy, who some people think could be a first-rounder? I don't see that personally. Well, and it's interesting to see that people are really hyped up on J.J. McCarthy, but there was there was there was not a lot of stock in many of the Michigan receivers. I know there was one or two down to the Shrine Bowl as well. But yeah, Roman Cornelius Wilson came Johnson. in. Roman Wilson and Pearsall were like kind of the names like to to watch day one. Whenever you talk to anybody and you said, "Well, hey, like who are you watching today? Who are you hoping to see something from this week?" It was almost always Roman Wilson and Ricky Pearsall. Either one of them made it into that list. And just to touch on Lad McConkie, I know you brought him up earlier. He's just I liked watching his film because he's very technical, and you don't expect yeah. the guy like I have. A, I coach a kid that kind of runs in a similar fashion as him, where when he runs, if you were to take away the background and just watch him run, you'd think he'd run roughly seven miles an hour. But then you put him on the field, and he just has he has great burst, great acceleration, and great long speed. Honestly, he's just a really technical runner, which doesn't look great when you're just watching it isolated. But he really separates well. Is a crisp route runner and just has solid hands. Very reliable guy. I'm a big fan of McConkey. Yeah, I think he made himself a lot of money. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he gets out of the second round, especially. I would as well. Yeah. So, and that's a kid from Georgia. If anybody don't know, um, he's a high effort guy. Yeah. He's white. He's, he's a grinder. Every. He's sneaky fast. Bill Belichick sneaky might fast. have taken him. Might have taken him at three overall if he was still the Patriots <laughs> yeah. <head> coach. Just saying. <laughs> So we'll move on to tight ends. I don't have as many names on the winners list. I've heard some different things. I know Theo Johnson's one that seemed to be on everybody's from Penn State, and they produce a ton of guys. I still think he's a mid-round, third through fourth round type of guy. But 6-6. And those guys, like Britton Strange, nobody had him going in the second last year, and he did. So and for all you did, you have Britton Strange that high? All right, do you think Theo Johnson has a chance to go that high? I like his profile a little bit better. I think he's more athletic. It was funny because I came down and in parentheses next to his name in my notes, I, I put Brenton Strange because yeah, I don't really yeah. – I don't have a great memory of past Penn State receive, uh, tight ends just because I haven't really dove into prospects for too long now. Um, but I, I, was, I came in and I was like, hey, this one kid came out. Maybe this is an Iowa situation. Maybe it was a fluke. We'll see what happens. And then one of the first guys I talked to – I actually went to breakfast with him this morning um, is a writer for the Eagles – and he was like, oh, are you going to watch Theo Johnson this week? And I was like, uh, I don't know who that is. And I pulled my notes up. And I was like, oh, it looks like I'm supposed to, but according to myself. So I, I, I do plan on it. And I wouldn't say he popped. He wasn't one of the receivers I really noticed until that red zone period on day three. But he was – I'm pretty sure he was wide open the entire period. He was running across the back line. He was running fades. He was running flat. Like, there was nobody around him. And, again, I don't know if that's just the defense blowing assignments, but if you're – Blowing assignments that consistently, you'd think there'd be bigger issues throughout the week. Um, but he just seemed to always be open, always find a way to get the ball. And if he wasn't getting the ball, he was doing jumping jacks. So i big fan of him. He looked really athletic. He had really sure hands. And like you said, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of tight ends down here that are going to be like first round guys or even really second round guys, in my opinion. Maybe a couple that are that are worth a swing. But, you know, one of the tight ends that stood out to me was A.J. Barner out of Michigan. I already had kind of had him on my radar because he was a pretty solid run blocker at Michigan. Obviously, they ran the ball a shit ton. And so I was yeah. excited to come down and see if he could be athletic and be kind of that, you know, be a receiver as well, not just be a blocker. And he really impressed me. And Brevin Span Ford, again, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling any of your names later on, but Brevin Span Ford's a guy that I've, you know, been really excited to watch. He's been – 
sixth, seventh round in a lot of mock drafts that I've seen out there, and he's six, seven out of Minnesota. And I, again, really high quality run blocker, according to the, the places you can go look. But I never saw anybody really talk about his athleticism or his ability as a receiver. So I came down and I was like, you know, a lot of these guys are well-rounded tight ends or more run specialist tight ends. I'm excited to watch them and see what they can do. And he's another guy that I think improved his stock. Coaches seem to like him and talk to him quite a bit after plays. And he really used that length. He was called out for the team challenge at the end of the day. I, I know for sure day one, that might have been the only day because I think Roman Wilson was day two. But anyway, either way, he just – people recognize that, and I, I would be excited to see where he could land. I think it was Bleacher Report had him as, like, not – you know, not as impressive. But like you said, it's a guy, sixth, seventh-round guy. I kind of liked watching him too. I thought he was a better pass catcher on tape at Michigan than what – you know, maybe his reputation was, but he's a dog as as a blocker already. So he's definitely yeah. like one of those day three guys that I think's a name to a lot of big bodies down here. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And if you mention somebody that I have in another category, I'll just kind of mention that. It's perfectly fine because if you were higher on them, you were there in person. You're gonna have a better idea than what I do. And I we're here for your opinion. So so definitely give them as we talk about positions, you know, when you want to. For sure. Um I got a couple other tight ends, but we'll save those to the up and down because I do want to talk about a couple more guys there. But we'll move on to, you know, the, the man meat. This is what people really love to find out from Parker. So oh, the man yeah. meat, we'll start with offensive tackle. And Fuaga, I think that's a slam dunk home run. You know, everybody would love if he falls to 18. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Parker. You can speak on it in a minute. But then just a couple other names that I had in the impressive list. I, I told you guiding up and down because there was some misses, especially when they moved him to left tackle. But I still, at the end of the day, I think he was impressive and probably made himself some money. And then uh, Roger Rosengarten is is a third offensive tackle that I had for the impressive throughout the entire week. Would you agree with those three or, or who else do you have or, you know, not having that impressive list? We can we can definitely say save Guyton to the up and down because I, I'm kind of borderline with him if he was up and down okay. or if he improved his stock. I think he solidified himself, you know, at the position we can talk about. But we'll we'll save him for a minute. But uh, I really liked Fulaga coming in. Was excited to watch him play. I didn't really have any questions about him to come down and watch. I didn't pay a lot of attention to him, but there were times where it was hard to hard to see, hard to pay attention. I mean, hard to miss. Um, what he was doing to some of these edge players, especially during one-on-ones and in team, um, he was just he was just dominating guys over and over again. He he came out on day three dressed in pads but didn't participate, which I was sad to see. I saw him come out in pads and I was like, oh man, I didn't think he would come out. Like I'm excited to watch him another day, and he just kind of walked around holding his helmet all practice, which is you know wasn't wasn't great for me, but I'm sure it was really good for him. Or that's what his agent told him to do, and. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other guy you said. This is the boner list, pretty much, yes, for the Senior Bowl week. It doesn't mean they're going to be the highest tippy-top ranking-wise. We're not, you know, doing that today. But who impressed this week? So, uh, the other one was Roger Rosengarten. Everybody oh, that's right, Yeah. Yeah, no, Rosengarten's a guy that I was actually pretty high on during the season, um, watching his film kind of, especially during my – Preseason, you know, big board that I don't really release anywhere because it's just he had me to a watch. good season. He, he did. People want to shit on for a couple plays in the well, there's there's a couple tackles in this class that people watch them in you know the final game, final couple games of the season, 
and really, you know, drop their stock, which you can't overreact to one game or two plays or whatever it might have whatever it might have been. Um, that's the problem with, you know, having these nationally televised games for some of these guys is you can have a rough game and then it you know, allegedly tanks your stock. I don't know how much stock, you know, owners and GMs put into that. But yeah. Rosengarten's a guy I really liked. He's got a great athletic profile. He's got great length and he uses it well. Um, I I would like him to be stronger. I'd like, to, like him to be more dominant in the run game. But he's shown flashes of really good things in that area this week. And so I'm still very high on him compared to consensus. So, Well, what college did Rosengarten come out of? Washington. Okay. Yeah, right. He played right tackle there. Um, Futana played left. He may be a guard. I don't, you know, that's a later show to talk about him. He he wasn't at the senior bowl. Uh, oh, keep yeah. muting, Derek. Derek, I want to say hi. Just, oh, is uh, it bad? Get, that's just the it's the road. We can hear the road. So, like, oh. that's I'm the bad. only hey, thing. I, I mean, honestly, I could just be just like the rest of everybody just listening in because, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. You two, you two are the ones bringing all the knowledge. The only thing I wanted to say was, uh, according to per sources, don't be surprised if JJ McCarthy goes if slash when JJ McCarthy goes first overall. Your source, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh said that. Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I said trade up for him then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah, trade up for him if you like him so much. Also, Caleb Williams, he's pulling off an Eli, I guess, huh? No, no bears. Although his new Instagram page. Uh, don't buy any of that shit. Colin no. Coward, all them people said the same shit about Joe Burrow. Don't buy it. They, they shit, discredited right? that, too. There was a couple of people that came out. And well, what was funny is on Caleb Williams' Instagram page, shows him, he showed a, his, his profile picture of his, him as a baby wearing a, a, a T-shirt of a bear and all that and stuff. So I, I, I think people are looking way too much into it. <laughs> T-shirt of a bear. That's he's going to the bears. Yeah, sorry. Right okay, so he knew it when he was born. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a, so it's a bunch of BS going around. Yeah, always, always is. That's part of this process. Wade through the BS. It's lying, guys. Yeah, I want to move on to guard. Like I said, we're in the impressive players. So this is impressive slash boner list for Senior Bowl week, as you know. Bong. Bong. So guards, uh, I'll say Christian Haynes from UConn, and then I'll just let Parker talk about the other one that's on this list that he mentioned, and and most people did as well. Said he was just rock solid all week. But Christian Haynes from UConn, little on the smaller side, but just an impressive ass player. And then there's another guy from Kansas. Would you agree those two were impressive? And yeah, and the the Kansas guy actually played center for most of the week. So we can we can save him if you want to talk centers, and we can bring him into this group. Yeah, um, it's fine. You can talk yeah, about both for sure. No, I mean Haynes. Haynes is my favorite guy. You know that, so I can I can let you speak to him if you want. But I, yeah, I just I, I was a big fan of him coming in, and I was worried about his size profile, and you know playing at UConn. I don't have great games of him. I know he played some better talent throughout the year. I just don't have those games you know available from an all twenty two perspective yet. But uh, he looked really good this week and he was able to drop that anchor in showed a lot of great strength in the pass and run game like protection and run blocking game his like worst rep of the week was at center which isn't his natural position against Devondre Sweat who was like the biggest defensive tackle at the senior bowl so I was like I don't know why we're doing this matchup I guess just to see it just for funsies but that didn't go very great um but outside of that he looked great he also won a player voted award for the best O lineman 
on his team. At least I think it was just general low linemen, including – I mean, he was on a team with Patrick Paul and Tyler Guyton. So that says a lot to me. And then Dominic Dominic Pooney out of Kansas played left tackle in season. Yeah. And I, I said on my on my you know report, my big board, that I project him inside. I didn't think he had the athleticism to play tackle at the league. So I was like, he's got to be a guard at, at best. Yeah, that's where and I had him too. Day day one, I see him come out and start snapping, and I was like, oh, I didn't didn't anticipate that, but I guess we'll see how this goes. And he looked really good all week. He also looked very strong. Played with a great base, played with great leverage. Um, he's obviously not as small as Haynes, but he looked looked a little smaller than a lot of the guys out there. And he just he put on a clinic this week as well. Yeah, um, moving to center, which like you said, he he played some center. Um, Jackson Powers Johnson, obviously to me, top rated center out of Oregon, won the Remington Award, complete stud. Um, Power Johnson, I love that. So, uh, thoughts on him? I know he left early with an injury or, or whatever was going on there. And I, I mentioned Kingley, Kingsley Aguakwan, Agaku. Oh, yeah, I'm probably out of Florida. Just uh, he's an impressive athlete. Another guy who's not real big, but when I watched the tape, I was like, "Damn!" And and he's had some injury things and this and that. But I was just like, "That guy is a player." And I think he hasn't even reached his ceiling yet as a player. So if he goes to a situation. And if he just really – like, his ceiling is high, I think. So that's why I mentioned him in this group. But he could have been more in the up-and-down category. But I went ahead and tossed him here. So your thoughts on those couple guys at center? You know, overall, I don't think there was a center that, you know, hurt their stock. Maybe there was one guy – that's not true. There was one guy I can think of off the top of my head that probably hurt his stock. Overall, the center group and even these guards that were getting reps at center looked pretty good all week. It was kind of fun to watch, especially being a former center. Um but yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to this thing. So Powers Johnson got through one on ones on day two, and then went into the tunnel. So he only made it through like a practice and maybe a half before he kind of pulled himself for the week. And obviously, it came out that he tweaked his hamstring and his agency shut him down. It wasn't like a him just saying I'm good. I tried to get a try to get an interview with him, but then some lady came and asked him for his favorite Disney character, and he didn't answer and walked off. So wow. that was really fun. She fucked it up. Yeah, she did. We were, and everybody was like, man, what are you doing, lady? Like, it's like, anyway, it was like the first question he got. He doesn't want to talk about this shit. But anyway, he looked, he looked really, really good. He showed everything I expected him to show. I still have questions about his athleticism. That's always been the big question for me. I know people post um, these clips of him running into the end zone on screens. But if you watch his film, he doesn't really show a lot of athleticism in the run game. And that could just be Oregon's offense. And so, again, I was expecting to see it this week. I was really hoping to see it this week. And so... When I go back and get into the team stuff, I'm hoping I can see that from him. But that's my biggest question with him and the reason I don't have him at center one. But I do think he helped the stock. I think he showed really good play strength. I think he showed that he can still move around. I mean, he's, what, like 330-something? So he is he's, he's a thicker kid, has that natural strength, and plays with really impressive leverage, especially in protection. So I would, I would agree that he improved his stock. And, again, the kid out of Florida, fun to watch this week. Didn't really – didn't flash to me, didn't impress me, but I, he had a solid week. Okay, fair enough. Um, now, I, there's a lot of names on the impressive list, not as many on the rest of these lists. So as we do the defense now, switch to the defense for impressive for an impressive week. Some of these might have four, five, six names on here, some of them three, some of them one. But uh, 
just pick out the guys you want to talk about or seen and impressed you out of the list. So for defensive end slash defensive tackle for this guy, Darius Robinson was on most people's list. I was already pretty high on him. I know draft guy Jared as well. Um, I don't, I think you were, I'm not sure. But then like Chris Raswell, who has also been high on him. But then you mentioned Marshawn Nealon from a little bit of a smaller school. And then Austin Booker, only one year starter, kind of a thin frame, but he had a very impressive week. So out of those DNs, talk about the couple you want to pick out that you thought was most impressive. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by Robinson through the season as well. So we don't have to, I mean, everyone's pretty high on him. And he just solidified that this week. But uh, uh Marshawn Newland was a name that a lot of like draft heads knew coming into this week, but it didn't feel like a lot of the bigger names did. And they kind of got they kind of got on that train this week. Uh, but he, he really impressed her day one and two. He had a quieter day three. I honestly kept asking if he was even participating on day three because he had flashed so aggressively in the first couple of days. I just didn't even see him. Um, but, yeah, he, he impressed pretty much all week. Had a solid week. Plays a great strength, great leverage, and just a high motor. Um, and then Booker. Booker's a guy that I did not hear a lot of people talk about. But just like you, I was very impressed from what I, with what I saw from him. Um, it took me like a day and a half to figure out what helmet he was wearing and because I couldn't – I never got a clean angle of him to see his number. And then the Jayhawks helmet is like all white with just a sticker on it. And between the glare and them being so far away because I wasn't really following the D-line that much with that group, um, I never really figured out who he was until like middle of day two. Um, but he he looked really good this week. Like he just he's, – he's an explosive dude, man. He's an explosive cat. And if there's one name – I do want to bring up. I don't again. I don't know. Are we just doing DNs? Are we doing D line? What is this? What is this uh, DNs. I got D tackles next. Perfect. That is all I have to contribute. Though. All right, and and that's fine. Uh, me, you're giving us plenty. Let me contribute my part real quick. All right, go ahead. All right, that's good. <laughs> Greg, no, but I, but I'm I wanted sweating. to be a part of it. No, 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 no. I, I'm really sweating for the DTS, man. I'm I'm, I'm really hoping. Y'all bet. Them. Forward to the for to sweat coming up here. Get that shirt on, buddy. It's a little cold out there. Yeah, there's nips. He's in a warm house, so you know. Yeah, I, I have the temperature at 69 right now, so I'm good. Nice. That's Greg's favorite temperature. Nice. So D tackles. I've been on this Dwayne Carter hype train, so I'm going to mention him first, just because I feel like he was being severely underrated for the longest time from Duke. Eight sacks last season, only two this year. So I kind of, you know, production wise, yeah, it fell off a bit. But an absolute stud, three-year captain at Duke. Smart, like just this high IQ. Everything about this guy screams leader, captain, the guy the Bengals would like. So, And I was super impressed with this film. Michael Hall from Ohio State, an underclassman that performed super well. So I have him on this list. I, I really like Braden Fisk. Used to be another, I think, Western Michigan guy. They transfer. Yeah, and transferred to Florida State. So he just has an insane motor, doesn't stop. I like a lot about him as well. And then Brandon Dorless, who I wasn't as high on, but I think he improved his stock. Um, I still had him as like a third-round guy, but I think he improved his stock to maybe, you know, half a round or more during this week. But he's still he's, – I don't know where to put him. Is he an edge? Is he a D-tackle? That's a question still because he weighed in around 270. Yeah, even his, yeah. his size is the problem where he, he plays like a tweener and looks like a tweener. So where's he going to end yeah. up? That'll help his stock or hurt his stock. Yeah, exactly. He's either a tweener or he's versatile. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like him yes. or not, as Derek always says. Right. So, uh, yeah. thoughts on D tackle and any guys you had in that group that you want to talk about? 
Yeah, Braden, Braden Fisk was a, the name I was going to bring up where he played some edge this week. But, man, if you can just leave him at three tech. I talked to a couple guys where they're like, if you just put him at three tech and just let him go, don't give him a play, don't give him nothing, just say, hey, go get the quarterback. It's third and long. He's going to be a force at the next level. He struggled, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was a him thing or what it was, but every time they ran stunts, especially during one-on-one, well, I guess it wasn't one-on-one at that point, but there was a period where they did – you know, pass protection, and they were letting – it was kind of like two-on-two, two-on-three, letting these guys do some stunts, and he just didn't look as coordinated during that, which surprised me with his level of athleticism. Um, but he just is explosive. He comes off the ball really well, and then he also plays the great leverage and great strength. So even though he's explosive off the ball, which day one had a lot of guys, you know, trying to jump set him and try and treat him like a smaller, faster guy, but then he'd catch that jump set and get in their chest and lift and just run his feet, and he was – absolutely destroying dudes like it was just fun to watch it was all week it was consistently all week with him and then my favorite part about the week um at the end of day three i think they were doing some like red zone one-on-ones the receivers were and the entire stadium ends up turning and watching the o-line and d-line run pat and go on the other side of the field and uh brayden fisk just was probably the most most athletic or second most athletic guy um on the field like he was he was moving well does just, Jeff yeah. even pay? I'm sorry. Does Jeff even pay attention? We just talked about Jackson Powers Johnson. You were on <laughs> hey, it. scroll up in the chat. He's talking about hockey. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, there's a lot going on in the sports world nowadays. Know. You know. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, you're good. That's but that's essentially just crazy athlete. A lot stronger than I thought he'd be. He's gonna have short arms. I think he measured in with short arms, but you don't really see that as an issue when you're watching his actual game. And I'm trying to remember. There's another guy I wanted to talk about, but I can't. So, because yeah. you're sworn to secrecy, I, I've yeah. forgotten. Did the you list. have any thoughts on my love, Dwayne Carter? That oh, that's you- right, Dwayne Carter, dude. Day one, it was had to be one of the first three reps of one on ones. He lines up against Bordellini, the Tortellini, the guy that I've been trying to drive the stock of for a while now. I really enjoy his film at Wisconsin. He's a center. I did too, and I have him high, and he's in my not as impressive list this week. Correct. He's the okay. probably the only center that hurt his stock this week, and he's probably one of the uh, only. I, I knew centers. that too. You were probably talking about too when you said it, and I didn't mention the name, but I agree. Like I still, the film is good, and it's Wisconsin. Yeah, it just he's got all he checked all the boxes, but damn, this week he sucked. But anyway, one of the first few. It had to been the third, I guess, one-on-ones. Dwayne Carter lines up head up on Bordellini, the Tortellini, and just runs through his face, has him head under heels and almost did a, like a backward somersault because he just Damn. blew through his face. And I was just like, pause. And there was just like – and I was like, I don't know who that kid is. Again, white helmet, little sticker. Who the hell is that guy? I didn't know who that guy is. And everyone's like, oh, that's Dwayne Carter out of Duke, and I instantly yeah. highlighted him on my roster and was like, yep, I'll be watching this guy for the rest of practice, and he's just a tank, dude. And he, You see it on the tape, too, I'm yeah. t- like, and, and against Notre Dame. Like, go watch him versus Notre Dame, and it is impressive. And he's a guy that you watch the film, and, again, I, I liked him, but he just showed it – was, it was more flashy, his film, to me. I didn't see consistent production out of him or yeah. consistent – Yeah, that's why he, we're not talking about him in first or second round. Correct. We're talking – more third and and late second wouldn't shock me, but early I, I early third. I just think he just 
He's good. The flashes are really good. Is he after watching him this week? He's gonna he's gonna test really well at the combine if he goes. And again, he's he's a freaking jet. He's a rocket off of the ball, and he hits yes. like a ton of bricks. So I mean, he, he was just fun to watch, man. Is he a three tackle or a nose tackle? Remember how big he was, but he he looked like a three tech, but they had him playing. Yes. Out. So I mean, he's probably he's probably a tweener on the D line. Like, in all right, I'll play that. Yeah, it was it's like what you're saying. Zach is, Carter would be. Yeah, gotcha. What you're saying is, since you said late second, early third, he's probably going to go to Baltimore, and he's probably going to ball out. Especially if they lose Matabuke, that'll be the one that just breaks yeah. my heart. Because they, yeah. they're always the team that just breaks my heart year after year yeah, with right. their drafts. That sounds like a Travis Jones type of deal, right? Well, shit, they got my running back. Cocksuckers. They do. They stop posting your freaking names, guys. Jeez. <laughs> they all, I'm looking at the tape of Dwayne Carter, man. This guy just rockets straight up the defensive line, man. Holy crap, dude. Oh, I'm glad, you know, once Parker said, but when right. I mentioned him a fucking month ago. <laughs> okay, Dale. <laughs> Well, it's funny because yeah, he was on my list. He was on my list to watch, but I he was so low down. It was day one. It was the first rep of day one, and I was like, oh, I, I'm looking for this guy. I'm looking for Lot Two. I'm looking for you know, yeah, all these yeah, other guys. Sure. And then I'm just like watching because it's Bordellini, and I'm like, oh, let's see, like if he has the anchor, and he just gets blown up. And I was like, oh, well, I'm interested in whoever that is. Bunner alert. Yeah. All right, moving on to linebackers. This is not a long list. I have one guy because, well, well, personally, I've been high on this guy, and his name is Trevin Wallace, also from Kentucky, and he is an absolute fucking tank at 6'2", 240, and he showed pass coverage ability, which was kind of a question because he's sideline to sideline speed. He's only fucking 21 years old. The dude is fucking young, talented as hell, and I just keep – I can't help but keep moving him up my own personal board. I love Trevin Wallace. Do you have anything on Trevin Wallace? Uh, he wore blue and white this season, if I recall. So obviously he's a first rounder. But um, <laughs> I have him. I had him as a third round guy still because I don't have any linebackers in round one. I'll go ahead and say that. No, They're, the line class, the linebacker class this year is interesting because. I mean, the top guy, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but Peyton Wilson at NC State. Just yeah. the medical stuff. I mean, he's he's been up and down boards all offseason. I don't expect that to stop. Um, he looks solid though. But I mean, yeah, he's just he's probably the top guy for like consensus, and he uh has his own issues. So uh, there's no linebacker that's gonna go. Honestly, you I feel like it's safe to say you could say in the top forty eight picks, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh second round, uh, Jeremiah Trotter, if we're talking linebacker names. And Edger and Cooper, who had eight sacks this year at A&M. Those are two guys, you know, that you can say, uh, eh, eh, but it's inconsistent and it's, they both yeah. have their warts. But, uh, yeah, Peyton Wilson and then Trevin Wallace is like my next tier of linebackers and the ones whose tape actually excite me more than the first two, to be honest. Well, a lot of these linebackers, like you said, are just flashy. But the one guy that I'll say I got put on to my first night down here, I was talking to a guy. And he was going man-to-man in the bar, everybody he could talk to. And he was saying, like, hey, have you heard of this guy? And everyone's like, no, I don't know. Or it's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of this or that. And he was he was pushing an agenda. And I ended up talking to him a lot throughout the week. But Nathaniel Watson had yeah, okay. crazy, yeah. I heard crazy production. Yeah, I, I, that's another guy I haven't watched. 
crazy, thing. crazy production during the season. You just go look up his stat sheet, and it's not comparable to probably anybody you'll find FBS or FCS. He was just a production monster over the last two years, and so he put him on my radar very early. And, again, he, I don't think he flashed. I don't think I put him in the stock up for the week for what he did here. But if his name's able to get around, then people, I think, will be excited about watching his film. Because I did watch his film that first night I got home. We kind of watched it a little bit. And I was like, oh, this kid, this kid's pretty he's, – he's not a flashy guy. He's a very consistent producer. He reminds me almost like of, of an Ivan Pace where he just does his job and does his job well. Um, but he's a guy that I just wanted to throw. I, I would put him in this category purely for me because I had no idea who the hell he was. And now I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. well, I mean, he can he can push for that, you know, second-tier conversation. Right, and it's a guy I don't have on my board. So, yeah, it, you know, the fact you're mentioning him, I would put him in the impressive category because his exactly. name's getting out there. And and that guy did his job. Whoever pushed he that did, agenda, dude. he did a good job. Yeah. He actually – so Nathaniel Watson actually also won a player-voted award. I saw – that was one of the few ones I saw um, before I came in here. So he, he stood out to the other players too, which only makes you imagine that he stood out to GMs. That's why I wanted to include him. Well, and, and I had heard the name from some of the other, you know, the places I mentioned earlier that I'm kind of getting some of these names from that in general that they said had good weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to corner, which was another place. There was two names that I didn't even have. So I'll mention them first. Carlton Johnson, who was a late ad, uh, posted one of the highest speeds and, and had a pretty good week. And then Jarvis Brownlee from Louisville, are both guys that I was like, okay, and I, I did go and watch them, and, and now they're well on the board. I had to I'd take off a couple running backs, so I didn't go over that 230 for Santori, but, <laughs> you know, I had to add a couple corners here, and corners get drafted, so. But you got to focus the, on those numbers, buddy. You can't you can't get too excited about too many guys. Sorry, the sun's <laughs> exactly. in the way. So, uh, but, but some <laughs> corners and some of the names already on the board. Quenyon Mitchell, obviously, on everybody's, like, oh, hell yeah list. Um Probably the most impressive guy, definitely first round. I had him kind of fringe first, second. A lot of people love the ball production. Like, oh, he had five interceptions one last, the season before. Four yeah. of those were in one game. One game. And that and game, I, and I watched you watched that, that game? Yeah. Yes. That game was hard to watch. Yes. The the quarterback play was not good. So, like, you know, it was like, I don't want to hype this guy too much. But for him to go and do it at the Senior Bowl and just be locked down and show – show the traits that that people were seeing was huge for him. So I think he's solidly in that first round in a corner class that has some good talent, but there's not like a guy that you're like, you know, blows you away at corner there. There's several very good players, first, second round guys, but when Mitchell, definitely a guy I liked and had a good week. He's six, three. I loved everything about him. Uh, Kind of a a thin frame, but Kyrie Jackson from Oregon, Alabama transfer, uh, Cam Hart from Notre Dame. I think the medicals are concerned with him, but another long guy at 6'2". Uh, more slot guy, Chow Smith-Wade from Washington State. And then Max Melton from Rutgers, who I think could be slot and play some outside. He's. It seems like his name's been uh, on my draft board for two or three years. So uh, yeah. he's finally in this draft. But uh, that's some names. Pick out a couple of them you want to talk about. Um, well, I, I want to start with Kyrie Jackson. Just say I have him on the up and down list, which I think a bulk of the corners that were down here would probably go in that middle tier out of the three that we're discussing a little bit today. Um, just because it was like, oh, this guy flashed yesterday, or this guy flashed, you know, this morning, or and uh, day one on um, the national team. I can't remember. I have the roster over here, but I'm not able to like open it up. But 
Um, the national team's DBs. Honestly, hey, this is very all, unprofessional, but continue this conversation for like two or three minutes because my dog's barking. You're good, brother. I I can I can <laughs> talk about these corners for right. Um, but yeah, so day one, the national team corners. Everyone talked about how they didn't even know if they could use the one-on-one session to even evaluate these receivers because it was so ugly. Like there were these receivers were untouchable, and honestly, all of the like, superheroes compared to the level of quarterback play. And they're they're not they're not full pads on day one. But everyone's like, well, I expected to see like something. Hopefully, they're more physical once they. And I don't know what changes when you have you know padded pants on. But I was a lineman, so maybe that's just a me thing. But anyway, so yeah, day one there was like nobody that really stood out, and there was guys that stood out in a negative way. Um, that's where I'd say a bulk of these guys would go in the, you know, the middle tier bucket of up and down. But I will say, Max Melton's a guy I've been really high on for a again, just like Dale said, for a long time. And I actually have him in my – I feel like you have to put all the cornerbacks in this draft in buckets where it's like this is my first-tier bucket. And you can really – depending on the NFL team, the scheme, what they're looking for, they're just going to pick a name out of there. They don't care if it's CB1 because there's probably going to be four, five, six different CB1s, and it's all going to be based on need and, and scheme. Um, I have Max Melton in the you know Tier 1 bucket. It's just about the guy finding a team that wants him because a lot of guys said this week – it only takes one team. It only takes one team to make him a first-round pick. So, true. Um, and then the the Louisville kid is a guy that really flashed, and I w- I wasn't familiar with his game coming in. And after day one, I went I went to we went out that night. And I talked to a lot of people, and it was it was everybody saying, "Oh, the kid out of Louisville." Like no one knew his name, but they yeah. were all familiar with his game after day one. And then obviously, you know, Quinion Mitchell looked like an absolute monster. Day two was probably his best day of the week, and then obviously he you know kind of cooled down the rest of the week, but yeah. Uh, safety. I don't know. I'm going to mispronounce this name, but uh, Oregon State. Keaton Oladepo. Oh, yeah. Uh, was impressive. A guy that I, I really liked his tape. Honestly, hadn't heard of him until a couple weeks ago. Once I watched him, I was like, okay, I see I see this guy. And then uh, Bo Braid, a guy I was kind of hurt uh, higher on from Maryland, who uh, he also left early for whatever reason, injury, whatnot. And then I, I added Javon Buller to this because I've seen a lot of love for his day three performance. He may end up being a slot corner. So, to I me, guess. he's a guy listed at safety, but was very impressive at slot corner. I almost think, like, Dax Hill is, is what I think of with yeah. him. So, thoughts on any of those safeties, whoever you want to talk about. Javon Buller was a guy that's really high on my list. Um, his name was obviously really early in the process when you're looking around at draft prospects. His name came up a lot. Yes. And so obviously I put him at the top of my watch list, and he really moved down too far as I watched his tape. He didn't stand out this week um, to me, but again, I don't really watch the DBs, so I'm really only catching the guys that really flashed, and it really only flashed during team. His tape didn't stand out to me. Like yeah. I kind of, he was a guy who was in that like top tier of oh, is he? He's in the top three, and I kind of moved him down to like safety you know, six or so. Yeah. Like, I like Braid better than him. I liked uh, Caleb Bullock from USC who wasn't there this week better than him when I watched those guys. Well, I had actually – I had Bullard and Bullock relatively similar, at least play style-wise. And then, you know, watching the little clips that I have so far of the tape, I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't really – you didn't really excite me this week. I wouldn't say you 
crazy hurt your stock, but it was kind of like, eh. yeah, first I had them in the up down. Yeah. So, which is basically neutral. Like, so yeah. I, that's probably a better category for him. That's where I originally had him. So, and then Bo Braid is a guy that I, I feel like every time I looked over at one-on-ones, he was making a play. And I was like, oh, well, again, I don't know my DBs outside of looking at my spreadsheet. Who the hell is that kid? And so I pulled out my roster and looked through and was like, oh, I recognize that name. And obviously, he's going to do good because I'm a genius. And I just know what I'm watching for. And everyone's listening to my draft videos. But yeah, um, Greg, no, the Bo Brady, I think, was probably, probably my only attention. guy. It's like, yeah, Greg, stupid bitch. My only safety that's going to be in that, you know, stock up list for, like, you know, personally is going to be Bill Brady. This son is chasing me. <laughs> Parker's getting lighter. And I and we'll get through the rest of these names a lot quicker. I know I'm keeping you a while. You're still good. If not, we can always continue this another time. Yeah, no, I have a – today was kind of an off, an off day for the entire event. You know, a lot of people went home last night or this morning. So I've really just been hanging out, writing articles, and watching film. So I'm, just, I'm fine to go all night if you want, brother. All right. Yeah, I, I won't keep you all night, but Derek, you had something. Yeah, I, I just had a couple of questions. The, the first question was, uh, I, I heard some talk about, obviously, the guy that everybody loves, uh, um, was Sweat. And I don't, I don't foresee him. He's in our neutral category for the week, Derek. You're jumping ahead. God damn it. Okay. Okay. Well, I won't, I won't jump too far ahead because I, I heard some talk about, uh, him and, and Michael Hall kind of being similar, and it's just a matter of a uh, matter of what what preference you like as as far as those two guys go. Him and who? Sweat. Michael Sweat. And Michael Hall. Oh, I mean, to- two totally different players. Would you agree, Parker? Like, oh yeah, no, they're definitely master. very one's different. Two eighty. One's two eighty, and one's three eighty. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! No, yeah, he's right. a little different. He's- 360 and 280, but still. Hey, you don't know that. I mean, he looked but, he looked a little inflated this week, but he's um, a big, he's a big but, man. But they, I heard a lot uh, of conversation about uh, potentially sweat coming into the week a little heavy, um, and then so he can play a little better, be a little stouter, and then he's gonna cut that weight off for the combine, and that'll be his official weight. So again, that's just rumors and conspiracy theories, but it's not a bad move. Come in a little heavier, look a little out of shape, but then come in a little lighter run a little faster, and have that be your official weight forever. So, you know, I, you can think about that what you will, but that is what I heard about the weight situation because he did not weigh in down here. Yeah. Oh. So so he's on that uh, – oh, Jesus, how am I blinking on that? I'm an Ohio State fan. The right tackle last year that went to Cleveland. Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones. Yeah. He's on the Dewan Jones, like – He's on the path, baby. He's on the path. <laughs> hey, speaking of Cleveland, and thank you, Brian Callahan, for taking your dad away from Cleveland. Thank you so much. We're all happy about that. Thanks. Joel's so going to be a hell of a tackle, baby. All right. So the neutral kind of stock yeah. doesn't change too much. And Parker may put these in a down category or up, whatever he wants to do. Quarterbacks, I, I said Phoenix, Rattler, and Pratt because I had heard mixed things, at least from, you know, different people. So your thoughts on those guys. Rattler and Pratt are the only quarterbacks that I think did not hurt their stock. And like we talked about a little bit earlier, I don't think 
I don't think any quarterback that was down here helped their stock. I think they just did the best job of like staying where teams would have had them. If you and, like where that, did, and where did someone have Phoenix as part of this? Whether that's why I said the stock up, stock down thing's hard because I already had him as a second round guy. Me too. And I think that's where he gets drafted. So to me, he kind of stayed the same. Yeah, I don't think. And I, I talked to a couple people, and I was like, you know, I think, I think Knicks and Penix, um, their floors were kind of already set coming into the week. And so they couldn't really hurt their stock, no matter how bad they looked. They could have helped. But they definitely could have become in the first round. They could have popped into the first round conversation. And instead, I think it sounds like Spencer Radler did. So I wasn't high on Radler coming into the week, so I'm still not very high on him. Again, I'm kind of net neutral. But he showed some good things. However, day one of his day one was just so bad that I I couldn't forget about it all week. I I was talking about it even just this morning, where I was like, man, I – his decision making and some of the throws that he made were just like, what are you, what are you doing? So I think yeah. Pratt had a better week than Rattler, but I think they were both kind of net neutral. Yeah, and I have Rattler as a third round guy and Pratt as a fourth. And I think the way quarterbacks get overvalued, that's where they'll go. I still think a quarterback will slide into the first round, probably beyond the top three. Thank you, and Jim. Maybe, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's McCarthy, but I literally have McCarthy behind Phoenix and Nick, and that's not changing because I watch the games you know and it's like mm-hmm. i'm still gonna put mccarthy behind him but for whatever reason the senior bowl being fresh in people's minds i can see especially on mock drafts and stuff mccarthy start being the name that's in the first round when honestly like i think it was bucky brooks and daniel jeremiah was here and bo Nix is like between pick 10 and 15 in the entire draft yeah. in the first round i don't think he's that that's why he's on another list but yeah, he Phoenix, Rattler, and Pratt, kind of, you know, I don't think their stocks really hurt. Rattler, if anything, his stock might be up. It depends where you had him. If you thought Rattler was an undrafted fifth, sixth-round guy, I think he gets drafted on day two instead of day three. I will say there was a lot of conversation about Penix. So, like, it felt like the majority of people down there were, didn't really care to watch Knicks. It was kind of like, oh, let's see if he just pops off the field and I notice him. But a lot of the a lot of the guys I talked to down there were like, we're here to see what Penix can do, what Penix does. Is he going to help himself out, or is he going to be the guy that I think he is currently? So, sounds you know similar to what we just said, where he just kind of stayed the same as far as where you have him. Yeah. Um, I running backs. Hearing, I, go ahead, Derek. Sorry. sorry. I was just going to say I kept hearing nothing but everybody talking about his hand size, though. Just the left hand, though. Penix. Just the left hand. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way that they worded that tweet where his left hand measurement was it was crazy. It was over it was like ten it was over ten and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Somebody said yeah. he had alien hands. Yeah. yeah, I think that was like Ryan Wilson on for the yeah. CBS one. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Marshawn Lloyd kind of moved him up into the impressive week, and I would agree with just his way in and then to show that yeah. you know the explosiveness on the field. So I think that was a good call, honestly. I was that was a borderline for me, just from what I had heard. Uh, Rasheen Ali from Marshall, he got injured, so I would have had him probably in the impressive category based on day one. He flashed, but he got injured, and the injury is like a four to six month injury. So I put him in the up and down mainly because of the injury. Would you agree with that? You got any other? Yeah, and that's backs? that's going to take your stock, but again, it's it's kind of like. 
Not you showed exactly, something, like, but now yeah. your stock is back down because of the injury a little bit. Like, way to, way to negate all the progress you made. But it's kind of like the whole Spears conversation last year where it was like, oh, he's got this injury history. I know Ollie's a fresher injury. Um, but a team that likes his profile is going to take him anyway. I don't think – that's why I have him in the neutral. I don't have him stocked. Well, down. he walked away from football for a while. Yeah. I mean, for his mental health, and, you know, we have talked about mental health is very important, so – I'm not – it's not a knock on the guy. I'm just saying, like, it's something, you know, now that he's injured too, it just – I'm trying to put myself as a GM and think, okay, are they going to raise the guy's stock or not? Yeah, I don't think you would. I, again, I think I think he put himself in the riser category, and then, yeah, he just – that injury is just going to bring him right back down. Wherever, wherever you had him again, I think, is where he is, which yeah. is saying a lot for him because, again, where he started should have been higher than where he finished based on that the result of the yeah. week. But he's kind of just, again, just net neutral for me. Yeah, I still think he's a solid day three guy where if you took him in the fifth or sixth, that's a solid pick. You could get. Potential. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers. A guy that I uh, – this whole group, man. You guys know I'm very high on Xavier Leggett, who also got an injury down there from South mm-hmm. Carolina. Just a freak show. But he had a terrible day one from all reports. Yes, Couldn't he did. catch a fucking ball. Dropped everything. There's a guy even worse than that, by the way. But Brendan Rice from USC, Jerry Rice's son, by the way. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I liked his tape. But I kept him here because I don't think, once again, a little up and down. And Javon Baker, UCF, who I was turned on to just a week or two ago, honestly. But I don't see the breakaway speed, things like that. So those of you I put kind of kept their stock the same. But guys that I like, I guess, I could say. I assume that the other guy that had the yips is going to be on your stock down, so that's where we'll, we'll save him yeah, for yeah. there. Yeah. But we definitely agree on that one. Um, oh, yeah, this uh, the bulk of this receiver class did not impress, and it was like there was a lot of guys arguing with themselves, just like, do I drop this guy or is it just a bad week? Do I just lean on the film and just he just did a hundred percent, Lewis? We talked about Ladin our our stock up impressive week. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I just Brendan Rice also like had a hard time getting his footing, had a hard time catching some balls on day two and three. Um, Jerry Rice was there yesterday, by the way, and that was just kind of funny. I was taking my pictures and watching the biggins warm up, and then I look over to my right, and Jerry Rice is just hanging out, and I'm like, oh, hello. And then T.O. comes walking by, and I'm like, oh, this is day three is day three, apparently. But uh, <laughs> that's so cool. You said yeah. T.O. was there too, yes, sir. Nice, there you go. But uh, everyone was joking about Rice because they thought he had a better day three, and they were saying, you know, when Papa's in the building, you gotta you gotta stand on business. You gotta you gotta step it up a little bit when Daddy's there. But um, I put a lot of money in your ass, son. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think during individual drills that day and group drills, Brandon Rice really struggled on day three. I thought he had a hard time catching balls consistently on day two. I just wasn't excited about him. I wouldn't drop his stock just because the film is so impressive to me. Yeah, but I just I just have a hard time saying that he didn't just stick right where he was. Hundred percent. Javon Baker is a guy that I'm really excited for, so I really had to come into the week unbiased because I have him as a top top level guy. Okay. In this class. A but, lot of uh, people do, and that's I watched him and I just didn't see like the explosiveness, yeah. the speed, but it's like he does a lot of things really good, and you can play in the league for a long time doing everything good. Well, he's, he's a technician, like you said. And so that's where I I actually have him in my stock down grouping just because he 
didn't even meet the threshold of what I thought I saw. Yeah, you had film. him like super high. Yeah. yeah, I had him a lot. And I think this kind of brought me back down to earth. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I just, again, receiver is not my position. So I'm, I'm very easily swayed and very easily humble with some of my rankings early on. So I think. Dude, it's, receiver's a tough one. Yeah. It really is because they're all talented, but they all have their faults and this and that. But he's a guy yeah, I have my stock down. That's probably – I just probably have him now where you have him, Dale. So I believe left him here. But I personally, he's stopped him for me. Got you. That's fair. And then Xavier, I mean, you pretty much probably watched him day one and just going, what the hell? Why is people high on this guy? Well, yeah, there are people – there are they people day one that were back. like, man. Well, and him coming in at – Way smaller than he was supposed to be didn't help. Six but, uh, one instead of six three. That was that was huge for me too. And I I still didn't move him though because he's that his tape is that good. Well, he's he's a physical player, and you saw this that on the year. field. Um, but I just yeah, I didn't I didn't see the burst I wanted to out of him. Again, he has the long speed, but his releases were just felt really slow. And I don't know. I just I, I, again, I, he's a guy that I don't know receivers very well, so I can't speak to technically. But from what I saw and what I heard, he, he also came out of the league pretty net neutral. It seems like you have him there as well. So, Yeah. yeah at, the, at the end of the day, pretty much. And then tight end, I put Jaheim Bell because it was, it was a little down early, and then I think he came on later in the week. It, at the end of the day, his size also mattered. Yeah. Uh, like like Leggett. He was like – he's a size outlier, and he always was going to be. But it's like – you just look at the history of that, and it's like, man, I don't know what this guy can be. And then a guy who I have as tight end three, but I still have him literally in the third round is Ben Sinat from from uh, Kansas oh, yeah. State. So I I like both of these guys, but I don't think this tight end class is anywhere close to last year's. Yeah, I, I think ja- ja- wow. Let's try it again. I think Jaheim Bell is a great name to bring up because coming in is under six two. If you saw him on the field, you would not think him to be 6'2". He looked very slight. And then also, he came over. He was one of the only Titans that did consistently, and sometimes alone. But he came over and did some one-on-ones and some two-on-one work with the, with the offensive tackles and the defensive line. And he had a couple of reps where he just got blown off the ball. And for me, I was like, you know, being a smaller guy, obviously you're not going to be a, a great blocker. But you need to show me some physicality and some want to. I don't feel like he showed either of those things in those reps. So that's where I, I actually have him as a stock down guy, and I wasn't hiring him to start with. So, and like you said, this this is a class where you know your top your top tight end is going to be round one. Your top tight end, maybe or your second tight end, your second and third tight end might slip into round two or three. But this is a this is a late day two, and then day three tight end class, in my opinion. I agree. And there's a lot of good names like, you know, Jared Wiley's another guy that Derek and I love. And I have him, honestly, at tight end four. But I don't think he did anything super impressive. You know, he had a decent day one, but that's another. I just didn't even put him on this list anywhere. If anywhere, I'd put him here for me personally. Now, for some people, it might be stock up because they've never seen him because <laughs> he was severely underrated in general. But for me personally, I couldn't put him really anywhere for that reason. Well, and, yeah, you know, you know me. I, I also have a few names on my list by the time this time of year rolls around. But he's a guy that, you know, come day three, especially like after the first session, day three, a lot of it was like, okay, who do I have left to watch? Just a lot of these guys going home after the Thursday practices, you know, it was a lot of scrambling of like, oh, who do I still need to see? Who do I still have questions on? 
and there was a lot of guys that people would bring up their name. Like, oh, he's been a ghost. Is he even participating this week? Did he did he step out after day one or two? Like, is he is he down there today? And yeah, that's where it's we're not going to go through every name on the rosters, obviously, but that's really why we're we're hitting a lot of the top the top movers and shakers. Um, and this net this net neutral group, I think, is the one to really watch um, because those guys are the ones that you want to watch at the combine and see if they can answer some right. questions for you. Yeah, for sure. And now we're getting back into the hog mollies. And I know this is the only reason Derek's even on here driving home from work is Tyler Guy from Oklahoma, <laughs> right. who, who I kind of put in the stock up category, but he's been stock up for me in general. The athleticism is just too impressive overall. But when they put him at left tackle, it was like, oh, Lord, no. And, and I think people want to do that, and teams might want to see that because it's like, well – his athleticism is so great, he should be really good at left tackle. He is just a more natural right tackle, in my opinion. But he's a one-year starter. He's still a little raw for that reason. But we're talking about pick 18 for the Bengals. And I do think he's a first-round talent. But it's not a guy, for me personally, I would say, hey, I'm drafting him. He's my right tackle. I would want a Jermaine Illuminor in free agency for a one-year cheap contract and then if Guyton is that good and that far ahead I'm cool with starting him if he earns it you know but it's not a guy I would count on is what I've said Parker so let's just start with him and then you know I've got some other name Kingsley and I don't want to mess up his last name but I love him yeah okay thank you left tackle right tackle you know so he's played both the past two years played left this year right the year before Patrick Paul these, these are like top-end offensive tackle talents, but I kind of put them at neutral because I have them as second-round guys pretty much, and that's where I think they'll go. And then Christian Jones I put as that, but I wasn't as high on him. But that's my grouping there, and we'll start with Guyton now. So, yeah, Guyton, Guyton's interesting because I was high on him coming in to the week, but I just needed to – like you said, he, he's a raw prospect. And so I needed to see him kind of prove something this week and show that he could be a little bit more technical, show that he could fix some of his warts. And if he's already corrected those or he's, he's in the process of correcting those, I'd be, I'd get excited about him. Um, so I had a hard time figuring out where he would go. I think at the end of the day, I still have him stock up because I think a lot of people talked about him being not just a second-round talent because, you know, Brandon Thorne talks about it all the time where a second-round – grade on an offensive tackle typically equals a first round pick. And so yeah, I, I already had him as a first round pick, which is why I have him net neutral because I already had him as like a guy that I would like at 18 before, before the week even started. I that's pretty he, much where I'm at with him. I'm, yeah. I'm on the same page with you. I don't think he hurt that stock at all. Um, I just don't, I don't think he impressed. Like he looked really good, which was good to see. But then, you know, as day two ended, day three came around, it was like, yeah, I mean, he's, He's looked really good, but I didn't expect him to look bad anyway. And he's kind of just right. He, he's shown a little bit better of an anchor and a little bit better punch, but that's about it. So, I'm, again, I, I probably have him up and down, but at the end of the day, net neutral. And then Kingsley Kingsley Simatea is a guy, man. I Simatea Simatea. You gotta say all the A's. Oh, I can't do that, man. I'm from Portsmouth, Ohio. Um, but he's a guy, and again, that could be that could still be wrong, but that's that's what I would assume after all the Polynesians I've met in my life. That's what I would assume to say it. Um, but he's a guy that, that fine. I'll admit it. Sorry, go ahead. 
I said you're better than me. It's fine. I'll admit it. <laughs> right, Only at like two things in this world. But um, no, he's a guy that after day one, I kind of wanted to see more of. But that his the national team had so many tackles and even so many solid tackles to rotate through. He was really getting a lot of reps. And after Fuaga, especially like especially on day three, but even day two, Kingsley kind of was my number one, you know, standout on day two. And then coming into day three, he really improved his stock for me. Um, so I'd actually have him in the stock up grouping, but I wanted to save him for here because I know a lot of people are kind of net neutral on him. But my issue with him, and also why I put him here, because I consider him having a more up and down week because day one, again, he was kind of a ghost. And then he really he's a, he has a very good athletic profile, right? So he moves really well. He's very strong. He's not very technical, not very balanced, doesn't play with great leverage. And I was hoping to see him at least hit a couple of those items, you know, as far as improving this week. And uh, I think he did that, especially on day three. And day two was kind of a tweener. So he kind of went from like a ghost to being all right to then, you know, kind of impressing me on day three, which by, again, I leave him net neutral. But he's a guy I'm really excited for. And I think he could slip into the first round purely because of testing and because Penny Sewell exists. So. At the end of the day, that's my rant on Kingsley, but I really, I really liked what I saw from him this week overall. Yeah, I, I wanted to at least bring this up. So, if you didn't watch the beginning of the show, Lewis, we we agree with you. I think uh, Rosa Garten, he was on our list for impressive for the week, and you know, some people didn't like a couple plays in the Michigan game, but had a great week. Uh, guy is only like three hundred pounds, but he's like a Richard sophomore. He's still pretty young guy, young kid. Um, so, yeah, we we did talk about him. And definitely check that back out. Um, all right, you you want to move to guard or any other tackles you want to hit? Uh, that's pretty much all the tackle news. Um, as far as like you know, guys that are playing guard and tackle before you move to guard all the way. Satoa Lumea was yeah. a guy that I didn't notice too much, um, but uh, there was Leecher report. I think it was had him as a stock down, so I have him on the stock down. But go ahead and talk about him. Well, no, that's actually really interesting because day three, he got a lot of run because Kingsley was flipping sides back and forth all day, day three, and Fuaga was out. And so Lumea actually played mostly guard all week, but day three is playing guard and tackle. And by the end of, or actually the middle of that practice, pretty much everybody in the stands was of the opinion that, wow, this guy really improved his stock. Like he looked really good this week. He didn't was really have based any on tackle. Well, I, I, I think, I think it was hard, but he played tackle like yeah. in college. Showing, show, and showing that flexibility that he can do both. And again, it wasn't he wasn't a world beater at either, but showing that he could do both well, I think, really excited a lot of people. So the fact that you had him stock down based on what you read was really interesting because everyone that I had talked to had him stock up. Uh, he's a guy well, that was Bleacher Report, which is usually like Brandon Thorne. So that's you yeah. know who does a little more O line stuff. That's the reason I put him there. Because I hadn't seen one way or the other, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I had him more neutral. He kind of stayed where I had him at, which is why I want to bring him up. But again, I which is funny because every, the they might have been high. They might have been high on him. I like I don't know that. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Uh, but yeah, the consensus the consensus talking to people and it, it, like you said earlier, it could have just been people not really knowing the name, and so the fact that they knew the name by the end of the week was stock up. But I feel like if you if you knew about him, you were either net neutral. And I, I can see him being stocked down, but it, that's kind of a little off to me personally. Yeah. 
I have him as like a fourth, fifth round guy. Would you think he goes higher than that? Do you think he's? I think he's sneaking the day. Three, not day three. I think he's sneaking the third round, but it'd be late third round. So I think he's okay. a day three guy, round four guy. Yeah, that's kind of where I could see him going to. So that's, I mean, he's stocked down, but that's from that one report. Whereas me, I would have personally had him more in the neutral because I, you know, you didn't hear enough about him either way from like yeah. the people I mentioned. But it's good that you heard good things down there. So that's that's definitely a positive for him. Um, also in the neutral, like Brandon Coleman, who I was, I was low on, like because I think he's a guard, but I was. You're kind of high on Coleman coming into this, right? I am. Yeah. Are you still as high on him? I have him exactly where I put him. He played. He played. I mean, he played center, guard, and tackle down here. Um, not 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 a lot of reps at center, not a lot of reps at tackle, mostly guard. But they had him play all three spots. Um, I don't think he looked great. I have him neutral, like a true neutral, where yeah. I don't think he was up and down this week. He just looked okay all week, which is why I have him here. But, I mean, as you know, you can listen to me and Jared talk about him. We're both pretty high on him. So. Yeah, I thought you guys were. And I just, when I watched him, I was like, I just don't know. I don't see the, like, tenacity in his game that I want to see more from an offensive lineman. Like, that sure. was one thing that, that stood out for me with him. Well, that's, and, a, that's and, a big thing to watch for because, like, I don't, I'm lower on Powers Johnson um, than most people, and it's because of the athleticism and the tenacity. But I know a lot of people are like, well, you can't consider tenacity like a – but I think you can. So he's I'm lower on him because of that. those two reasons. So I'm fucking stuck on that name, Powers Johnson. Powers Johnson. All name Powers <laughs> Johnson. The way Greg says it is <laughs> yeah. That or, that's just that's about as good, Powers Johnson. That's about as good of a name as that Clinton Dix was with the Packers. Powers, ha ha, dicks, man. Uh, the old ha ha, uh, Isaiah Adams, Javi, and Cohen at guard. Any thoughts on either of those guys? And you don't um, have to hit every guy. I mentioned. No, no, you're good. Adams, Adams, I'm more neutral on. Javion Cohen's strong as shit, but that's about all he's got to his game. His feet are slow. Yeah, but I, yeah, neutral. I, he he was exactly what I expected to see this week. So I had to move him a lot. That's why he's here. But he, he was I mean, originally he was in the stock down list for me. Yeah. That's so. well, that's so what I guess like the big thing for me is I, I knew he wasn't gonna be athletic, and he wasn't. I knew he wasn't gonna have great leverage, which he didn't. I knew that his hands were relatively decent, but he could get a little grabby, which in that rep where he throws the guy that I think most people saw in one-on-ones, I was just like, that's kind of like the peak of what he can do. So that's where I, I'm not really stocked down, but I definitely can appreciate if people are because he did not impress at all. Well, and where did people have him? I think I, I'll just look because I don't want to say something that I don't, where I don't have him. So I had him around four. Would you say stock down? I ha- also had, uh, I had Satoa Lamoa, which you say those names better than me, you said, and around five. I think those are both spot on, personally. So, and I had Adams in round four. I have Adams around like five or six. So, okay, and, and he is the bottom of my round four, which is basically a, there. You go close to round five. Uh, Pooney, I had at the top of round four. Do you think I need to move him up? I mean, he had a great week. We already talked about him, but I think it's all about how he tests. If he can show that he's athletic at the combine, I bump him into into round three. 
not much higher than that, but that's where right. I think he goes. Yeah. Okay, so he's not too far off as being my top tier round four. Yeah. Okay. Um, I put this guy in the middle, but I didn't love his tape. I had him as like a six round guy, Charles Turner the third from LSU. Charles Turner the third, I had no Turner. idea was that athletic man. Yeah. That dude can freaking move. He doesn't have a lot of strength, and he's a little small. Like, he's barely bigger than Haynes. But scares man, the hell out of me when the guy don't have the strength. I know you are yep. a Bo Lemur guy, which I list him at guard. I like his guard tape better than his center tape, but well, same I mean, reason I didn't love him. But, no, yeah, I don't I mean, have him on my board. Bo, yeah, he's kind of a ghost this week outside of his little matchups with Sweat, but – I mean, Charles Turner is a great day three swing purely for the athleticism. He's not very technical and not very strong. But. This is an LSU Tiger Port chop, by the way. Yes, he All is. Right. Let's see. Is that the guy that ripped the helmet off the guy? That is Justin Jackson. Yeah, that's a D tackle. Where it's sit, uh, This is your center, the guy who hiked the ball to Jaden Daniels. He, the, the guy that hiked the ball to the number one overall pick this year in the draft? <laughs> Watch there and fucking go. see. Watch and see. Caleb Williams. Is <laughs> not going to happen. You want to make a bet? Yeah. I'm not making a bet ever again in my life. <laughs> I'm going to make a bet. As soon as you can bet on who's the number one overall draft, I'm putting money on Jaden Daniels. You will owe Greg a chopped cheese sandwich if Caleb Williams. Well, that's easy. You don't ever have to buy it. Chopped cheese and a slice of ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah. I just had to get a piece of ass out of the freezer to let it all out. So, yeah. This guy. Hey, Derek's back. Yeah, I went pulling by uh, the babysitter's house, and Sarah was parked there. I'm like, what the hell? He was yeah, like, oh, he shit, Sarah's there. The, he's like, pedal not to, going the, to the babysitters. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm not hitting it today. Damn, both you fuckers are cheating on each other with the babysitter. <laughs> Wait, is this one of your parents? Because then that would just not. No, it's not. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, well, it's the fucking east side. It's definitely not worth it either. <laughs> defense. I hope you ain't listening to the show, damn fucking Derek. Net well, neutral oh, defense. Shit. Lot two for me because I already had him as like, I don't know, DN number two or three. I think two. So I don't think he was anything spectacular there for as talented as he is, but I think he's good. Medicals is his biggest thing. Uh, Adisa Isaac from Penn State. I mean, I think there was flashes, but I also second round guy for me. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Hall, I think he probably he could have been in the category of impressive week, you know, but I still think he's a day three guy, like tape wise. But he had a good week. So any of those names jump out? You want to? I mean, if Lotu stock is as high as it's gonna be. But outside of the medicals, once he gets that green light, people are going to jump him up or jump him down if he gets the red light. But I, yeah, he didn't he didn't improve his stock, but purely because he couldn't. Had an awesome week. Had a really, yeah. really good week. Um, yeah. As far as, ah, man, Gabe Hall. Which again, he could be a D tackle. He's like 6'6", 290. Where do you want to put this guy? Yeah. From what I saw this week, I put him inside because he's not – Got a great athletic profile. That's where I have him on my actual rankings. Yeah. But I didn't I did not move him, so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say him a lot. And then um just a notable add to my net neutral. 
Oh, no. I'm so torn on him. But I think Adisa Isaac's a great, a great name. I almost want to put him stock down, but his day three, he looked literally untouchable. Like Kingsley Sumatea could not get hands on him during one on ones. I don't see teams. him as a year one guy, do you? Like I think no. he's yeah. You're taking him for what he can be, not yeah, what he I is. Mean, he's just he's just great value chop. So take that for what you will. Hey, Phil, real quick, fellas, I got to go. I got to get a shower. I wish I had one of them day shift jobs, and then I could sit on here with y'all all night. And I know that this fucking draft talk's really going <laughs> to fucking take a nosedive when I leave. Without I know. my perspective. I know we need you here, buddy. I know, but I'm going to leave it in the hands of fucking Dale, Parker, and, and Greg, and, and Derek. What up, I'm going to keep listening to you, but I'm going to be butt-ass naked. Yeah, but you said the camera. I'm like, you're taking a shower. There you go. There you no. go. I will. Well, that's that we, you know, we might get demonetized. <laughs> or because we make, you, you know, we make hundreds of millions chat. every show we do on. One dollar super chats, yeah. man. I put it in my ass crack. I don't think we've had a super chat yet. No, that's true. No, I'm killing the stock of your show, brother. I apologize. But, uh, no, maybe if you get naked. No, you're one of the people <laughs> that give us super chats. True. <laughs> now, Parker, I appreciate you coming on here, buddy, and I appreciate everything you do and. Uh, Parker I just want to deals. personally say, go there and follow Parker on uh, on uh, Twitter X. A lot of good information there. But I'll see you guys. I'm going to listen. So keep Leave it interesting, up. all right? Grab that tank, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch the fuck out of that tank. Keep it clean for me. Bye. I mean, yeah, you brother. All right. I, I, got, uh, I got one question for you. Before, and I know this. you guys are false. kind of on a roll. But false. I'm, True I'm false. about to. It's false. Okay. I'm about to pull where I have no service, but so when I was looking at like my top 10, when I was doing like drafts and stuff, I found it, I found it really hard oh. to put a, any defensive players in That's the, in, in the top 10. Defensive players in the top just, 10. I was wondering like, yeah, I think there's never been a draft where a, a defensive player hasn't been taken top 10? Will there be a defensive player in the top 10? Is that the question? Say nothing if that's the question. Okay, that's the question. Beautiful. Um, I mean, I can take it, but uh, it's um, – I don't tell you you don't get one. I think it might be a bit of a reach, the guy you get, but I don't tell you you don't get one. All right, let's just think of the top ten then off our head, like three quarterbacks potentially, right? Yep. Two or three receivers. There's They're five six. to six. Two offensive tackles, in my opinion. I mean, defensive player potentially go. eight. Who's the defensive player that goes? Yeah, well, let me pull up. Latu or Dallas Turner potentially as an edge rusher late toward the top ten. I mean, that's actually a, a good question. Derek did it, guys. He, he asked me a question. Yeah, Derek. I think uh, I think both Atlanta and um, the team I just looked at and forgot the name of already. Atlanta's an eight, like every other year. Yeah, they they never change. I hope they never do. But I think they could They're go most defense. likely. Yeah, I think I think Atlanta could get an edge personally. Yeah, I Dallas agree. Turner. Yeah, that's that, and that's the one I would take too. So I think Dallas Turner could be the one to 
to keep from being no defenders in the top 10. But I mean, you're right there, buddy. Yeah, it's close. It really is close because I haven't seen a D tackle like even Jerzon or Byron Young or whoever people are high on. So, and corner, everybody's all over the board on corner. Who's even number one? I haven't seen corner as there's not going to be a safety. There's not going to be a linebacker. So you're literally looking at edge only. Yeah, Will an edge go in the top 10? So you'll put some money on that one, Dirk. Yeah. And part, that's that's literally the only reason he asked. He's looking at the odds of that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. He must be dead. I'm going to. All right. So moving <laughs> on to who everyone wants to talk about at defensive tackle, who I think is a net neutral. I had him as a second round pick. I have him as like D tackle three, anyways. Devondre Sweat from Texas. We kind of talked about him a little. We dipped our toe in. And then I also mentioned McKinley Jackson because I know Parker's high on him, so I want Parker to talk about both of these man meets at D tackle. I'll start with Jackson just to keep people in this uh, in this stream for a little bit longer because everyone keeps talking about sweat. That's the only reason they're here anymore. Exactly. Exactly. We gotta we gotta drag it out as long as we can, brother. We're gonna be here for four hours. I hope you all settled in and get some snacks, buddy. That's why I brought my gallon of water over here. I'm staying hydrated. Um, no, but Kenley Jackson's got, got great. <laughs> he's got he's got great burst and explosion off the ball. He's strong, plays great leverage, moves really well, but is also a really stout run blocker. And I think that's kind of lost on his game. If you listen to people talk about him, you'd almost think that he's 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 almost a nose tackle, like he's almost a D tackle, like a three tech. But he's built like a Freaking break shit house, man. Like he he can stuff the run. Again, he plays with great leverage so he can lift offensive linemen up and just sit in there. I don't think he dents the offensive line like I'd like to see out of a nose. Um, but overall, I think he can bring the juice in the pass rush. I think he can stop the run effectively. And he's just he moves really well. And you I can I personally like that out of a nose tackle. So that's why I have him high already, and he showed me nothing that I hadn't already seen. So he is neutral for me this week, but I'm very high on him. And so that's Jackson, right? Yes, sir. I have him as a third round guy. Am I crazy? No, I think mid second rounds where his window opens up. Okay. I think it's where all the nose tackle windows open up. That's fair because I, it is him and it's sweat. The two we're going to talk about right now, mm-hmm. as you're going to mention sweat, but that's, I, I really, I, I go back and forth on how high. And honestly, you know, I have two first round guys in Newton and Murphy. Then I have, Four second round guys and Sweat, Michael Hall, Fisk, and Chris Jenkins. Who Chris Jenkins is like, that's projection. That's a hundred percent projection. His tape doesn't warrant that. Not good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with everybody, but I have Roke Aurora. Yeah, I have him from Clemson right above Jackson. Then, so I mean, Jackson is still eighth overall defensive tackle for me. And I don't think that's that part is crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised also, like especially if Sweat slides into the first, Jackson's going in the second 100%. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, talk about Sweat, the man meat, big boy. Uh, yeah, like I talked about earlier about his weight. You know, I don't know if it's issues or concerns, but the, the fact of what his weight is currently – in that situation, so I won't touch on that again. I think that's the biggest story I got from him, like out of him this week. 
Um, I know everyone loves him because he's a big fella, but I feel like there's a lot more to the position than that, and I don't think he plays with great leverage. I don't think he extends well. I don't think he moves his feet well. So, I mean, he's kind of just like a guy that's there to take up space, which would be great if I thought he could do it at the next level. That's where the leverage comes in. He plays very, very tall. Doesn't have a lot of bend. Yeah, he's already from- six. He's six four. He's not six two. That's McKinley Jackson difference. Correct. Correct. It's natural I, leverage. I got a lot of questions um, this week about, you know, is Tavondre Sweat six four? Man, if he's six four, I am five five. So I'm inter- interested to see. Again, I I think he measured in here, but that was six four. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he does at the combine. Again, I hope he weighs in a little lighter, or at least at his you know in season weight. But outside of day two, which day two I thought was his best day of the week, he showed that he could actually put together some pass rush moves, like like a little swim, a little arm over, a little chop. And uh, that was that was fun to watch, but I only saw it on day two. And like I said, I never really had faith in his arsenal beforehand. I didn't see him become a knee bender or a waist bender which one of those is good and one of those is bad, but I didn't see him show any level of flexibility, even in warm-ups. So that's very concerning for me because if you play tall in the league, you're going to get stood up like he did this week by certain guys, and then you'll get a nice a nice little elbow to the rib cage or a shoulder to the rib cage on your way over. So I just that's where I'm net neutral on him because I already wasn't high on him, and he did not impress me this week. Again, I thought if, if you were looking for impressive reps from him, they were going to come on day two. But – Remember when you're watching this guy, um, he didn't he didn't go against anybody that well, like he I wanted to see him against the Powers Johnson, which I'm, that's why I'm disappointed that he kind of left for the week. Um, because I wanted to see him go against a bigger center that had some of that power and see how he handled it. Because a lot of the guys that he faced on his own team, I mean, like I said, it was it was a majority of Bo Limmer, and then I'll, uh, it was a couple reps against Haynes, which those are. T- two pretty small dudes or light dudes. Um, there was a third guy. I can't remember who it was that went in there. But anyway, like I just wasn't impressed by all of that. So, yeah, that's my, that's my report. Yeah. Uh, try to get through the rest of these names. Get off here. I appreciate all the time, Parker. You're awesome as always. And uh, hopefully we can have you back before the draft. I'm always, um, always happy to. Uh, linebacker Peyton Wilson, who I'm um, – High on a production animal at linebacker, it's the injuries, shoulders yeah. especially. Shoulders, and that's kind of important when you're a linebacker. You're going to hit that shoulder a lot. He's in multiple shoulder injuries, multiple different injuries. So yeah. that is the biggest question with him. It's the reason I can't put him as, you know, linebacker one or two, you know, is for that reason. And then uh, I put James Williams here because he played linebacker from Miami, but Safety linebacker, wherever you want to put him. So those are two linebackers. Talk about either of them if you want. I uh, hit the nail on the head with Peyton Wilson, so I won't touch on that one. But it's just the injuries with him. That's all it is. And then James Williams, I was so excited to see because I'm excited for James Williams, and he, dude, his tape is fun. He he looks really thin, and he was six four instead of six five, but he looked six five and like two twenty. Weighed in at six four. 230, which is, if he's going to play linebacker, it's not terrible. Put another five pounds on. Well, he has the frame to carry some good weight. So that's what's Mm -hmm. kind of exciting about that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, his film is great. I think he's going to be a great hybrid linebacker for somebody. I love the Bengals to get a guy like him and convert to more of a 4-3 scheme instead of a 4-2-5 all the time. 
that would be the dream for me. But again, this week he, uh, yeah, he just left a lot to be desired. I mean, he came down, had a solid week, but like didn't didn't move the needle for me. So yeah, yeah, I I had heard like he kind of like lost the linebacker. What? Duh, he's never fucking played. He's been a safety, so it makes sense. I mean, he's sitting out here next to Peyton Wilson, so I mean, I don't know how you're gonna gauge that, but it didn't look great, but it shouldn't have. So yeah, exactly. Uh, Jalen Simpson, I put cornerback slash safety because he does both. But the man is only 178 pounds from Auburn. Yep. Um, he could be stocked down. He could be in the middle. What are do, any thoughts on him? If you don't have any, that's fine. We'll move on. I thought he got out physical a lot during group periods, not necessarily one-on-ones, not necessarily team, but that's just what's going to happen to a guy like that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Where do you play him? Because he plays like he would probably be better at safety. Yeah. Um, or he'd be better at corner based on his weight. But but his skill set's a safety. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's that's a tough one. That's when you say tweener instead of versatile. How much did uh how much did Emmanuel Forbes scare you? Is is what his yeah. stock is. Well, and not near the talent, ball production, any of that that Forbes had. Correct. So but I mean showed flashes of ability. So. He's, he's he's got a lot of horsepower in that little body of his, man. Yeah. He goes to the right situation, gets some coaching. He's not a year one guy anywhere close, in my opinion. All right, not as impressive. Bo Nix, we kind of already talked about him. Sam Hartman, Milton, these are quarterbacks. Quarterback group in general. Milton Hartman is not even for me. It's not even that he wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressive at watching his tape. Not a fan of Sam Hartman. Don't see why anyone would draft him. Joe Milton is that for me the seventh round undrafted area. So also not you know these yeah. guys are basically names I don't really give a shit about because I don't think they'll be in the league alone if at all unless Joe Milton's moving to tight end. <laughs> For sure. I mean, he's, that's a that's a big kid, man. And I think if Hartman had more than, you know, a handful of completions in red zone on day three, I'd be impressed. He looked awful yesterday. Yeah. So, And, and I think that lines up. And then next is just the down. We've already talked about it, but it's, the you know, he's supposed to have adequate arm strength, and his accuracy was 77, 78% at Oregon this year. But Oregon's offense, man, it doesn't – it doesn't prepare you for the NFL. It's this similar to what it's been for years that it just doesn't. And when you watch him in this setting, he showed every a lot of things he showed at Auburn before he transferred that scared the hell out of everybody. The top 10, 15 hype in the first round, I don't see it. I still list him as a second round, third. But him and McCarthy, honestly, are third round guys. They're late second to third. But I try to project it at from the NFL point when it comes to quarterbacks. They get overdrafted. Those two are going to get overdrafted. Any disagreements with that? Any thoughts on Knicks before I move on? Uh, I think Knicks is a great quarterback as long as he's not throwing more than like 25 yards. He's got great velocity, able to fit in the tight windows. Like during, again, during that red zone period, he looked really, really good. That's like the period I watched the most of the skill positions, as you can tell. But there's the period that mattered the most, in my opinion, because that's where elite separation shows, good ball tracking shows. Good velo, good accuracy shows from quarterbacks. And that's why I, I spent a lot of time watching that. And Nick's probably impressed the most in that period outside of maybe Radler. But that's pretty much the only period where he stood out. So. Right. And that's a quarterback. There's a lot on your shoulders. I don't see yeah. it with him. Nope. Amani Bailey, running back, I put here. I love this tape. He's small. He didn't have, like, the super flashy week. Maybe he does in the game. Anything on him, honestly, I'm fine to move on. Didn't make guys miss and looked really small. 
<laughs> yeah, he is small and didn't do the explosive stuff. Correct. Tez Walker, UNC wide receiver, had probably one of the worst weeks. There was some talk of first round. I've got him as a, a top of the third round type of guy. There's traits, but the drops, the this, the that, it's just not what the athletic profile doesn't match up with what you see. Well, it's on film. That's the part that like killed me coming in, where it's like people are so high on him. And he's one of those guys that, you know, if you if you do watch a lot of film of these guys, it makes you wonder, like, what film are these other guys? Like, am I missing games? What am I? Because, like, he, he struggled. Well, you can tell ball. there's a lot of people that just don't fucking watch part. Yeah. <laughs> you can, or they're watching so highlights. And it's like, man, you're not going to see his you're not gonna see his alligator arms when he's wide open in highlights. So that's he could not catch a cold this week, unlike myself. So I just he yeah stock stock way down for Tesla. Yeah, he had one of the worst weeks, unfortunately. Like he, I hate that for the guy and this and that, but it is what it is. Um, tight ends, I don't, I don't really. We've talked about the tight ends uh, overall. Most yeah. of them were stocked the same. Uh, o tackle slash guard. Well, I'll just mention Ethan Driscoll, who they invited from Marshall. It's like six eight, almost six nine. It'll be tough to draft that guy. Would you agree? He's a really big pun intended project. Yeah. Yeah, he's like six eight, six nine, and he's got massively long arms. He looks great, like he's got a great frame, but then you watch him get moving. He's very athletic, not very bendy, doesn't really get down, loses the leverage battle often, has very wide hands. He's a guy that I was hoping I really got put onto him right before I came down. I was actually watching him in the airport on my way over here. And he's just a guy that I'm like, man, I need to see literally anything out of you this week. You know, be on my radar. Yeah. And if anything, he hurt his stock for me. This I, week. I felt the same way because I started seeing him like creeping up on the consensus board. And I'm like, okay, who's this guy? And then when I watched yeah. it, I'm like, I'm not seeing it. And then the senior bowl was kind of similar. So Ladarius Henderson's kind of the opposite for me. I love him on tape as a left tackle. I have him on my board as a guard, but. I don't think he had a real great week either. I it's funny because I was taking notes on my phone. I didn't bring a notebook down. I didn't want to be that guy. But uh, day one, he jogged over to start. You know, just doing some preliminary stretching and talking to the coaches. And uh, on his way over, I for, I couldn't remember his name. I didn't know how to spell Ladarius. So I was like, oh, that's Henderson from Michigan. I know him. So I opened my notes and I was like, oh, what what can I just take away? Like quick, I tried to do like quick little first takes on a few guys. And what I wrote was, like, Henderson does not move well. I put not in all capitals. Like, he's very up-and-down runner, doesn't play with great leverage, doesn't have great feet. He's kind On of tape, a- he got the job done at left tackle. Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, nothing. At Michigan. About- and it was like, dude, like, I love your film, bro. Your film is awesome. I don't get him. But like- you can't move for shit out here. I don't know what happened. I don't know if, like, you just didn't sleep well last night. And it was all week, but. It was like, man, like you can't show me a flash of anything. Like he didn't have like a positive rep all week. And I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. yeah his tackle, his, his, his one-on-one reps at guard, you know, again, being a left tackle, you're like, oh, he's going to handle this fine. And he got obliterated pretty much every single time. Like, dude. Yeah. And that was the fear was like functional strength and things like this when he moves to guard. And I, I just – it was a guy I already had. Like, I put him still here because I think overall you're like, Michigan left tackle and how great they were. But 
just the projection of that, I already had him as like a six-round guy, and I, I don't think that changes. He's got great length as a guard. Someone's going to swing on him. But I think day three is the best that he can do, and it's going to be mid to late day three. Yeah, and it's you hope he goes yeah. to the right situation for his sake. Okay. Uh, Bordellini to Tortellini, we already talked about as center, but anything Perfect. else with just what you were disappointed about with him? Another guy that I just wanted to see something to make me watch more of his film. I like I'd the watch, film. I like the film. Yeah, I'd watch two or three games. Again, he's a guy that I kind of just watched down here, but a guy I've known about for a while. So my, my first day out here, I went on to breakfast, watched a few prospects. He was one of those guys I watched, yeah, I think three games on him. And I was like, oh, this guy's this guy's got some good stuff. So like, I'm excited to see, like, show me anything, and I'll finish your profile, like, next week. And then he came out, and I think he had, like, maybe a handful of good reps all week. And it was just like, man, you you play with good leverage because you're, you're a little taller, so he's able to bend well. But he's got zero anchor, man. He just gets bullied. Yeah. And you saw that in that. It's not going to play. It's not going to play in the NFL. No, it's not. And he's – because, again, you play with great leverage, and he moves well. So, like, he's got, like, the traits. But, again, he's a day three guy because it's like you have to swing on this guy and just have him do front squats for, like, three years before he's ever going to be worth yeah. anything in the NFL. And will he be a better guard than center? Any he chance? looked so much better at guard than center this week, which was so funny because – he was probably one of the only guys that actually played a lot of guard outside of Powers Johnson in season this year. And he just didn't look comfortable at guard. I don't know if he like maybe was training with somebody and changed up some of his technique or if the guys down there changed some stuff up for him. But as a center, he just looked very uncomfortable, probably the most uncomfortable out of the group. And he was one of the only natural centers. So then he moves to guard, looks a lot more calm, looks a lot stronger. And it was like I posted about it, but it was like, Bordellini is a different player at guard than center, okay. which is hilarious. Well, I had seen that he's kind of raw as a center, like a yeah. one-year guy. So maybe he had been practicing for years at Wisconsin, which is a high-level school at guard. So when it actually, like, all the natural instincts when he got placed there just came back from all those years' reps at practice. Yeah. He, he slid right in and looked really good against some solid talent, so – I still kind of like the guy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, he's a fourth-round guy that I would love to get my hands on. I just love Wisconsin linemen. I think you do, too. They work out more often than not. And I don't want to scout the helmet, but I, I did like him. But the concerns are there, too. Um, he's got the helmet. He's got the size. So, he's put on a little bit more weight, and he's a good profile. So, yeah. Um, not much on defense, honestly. I'm just going to skip to the – to a couple names, then we'll get out of here. So there's some more names. If if anyone wants to tweet at, at me or Parker, some names, that's cool. We can answer his questions. But corner, Kalen King. To me, I put him on the stock down, but I think that's nationally. I already had him as almost a third-round guy. But, he like, if you look at the mock draft database, he's like 40th. Yeah, so he nice. is either top of the second or late first, and I never saw it. Maybe this is the Buckeye fan in me. He got torched for two years. So I've already seen that tape. But then I tried not to take that bias into it, watched other tape this offseason, and I'm like, I don't see it with this guy. Johnny Dixon also, which wasn't a name I was going to mention, but both those Penn State corners, I don't see it with those guys. Am I wrong? I had them both as late day two guys, and like like you said, they they showed that they are late day two guys. So I was like, yeah, I, I think mean, Dixon is even another. He like, could be, he could be like, he could fall to round six if you really want him to. Like it's yeah, like, four to six. Yeah. Man, it's just, yeah, neither of them impressed at all, which is funny because Kalen King was really high for some people, really high. Yeah. 
but I think sometimes just the name, like he was high last year, so he got to be high this year. And it's like, but you watch him and he's not that guy. Just watch the film. Just watch yeah, the film. That's it. That's it. And then Cameron Kitchens, who I, I kind of liked his film, but apparently he had a terrible week at safety from Miami, the other Miami safety beside James Williams. Like they said, like um, some of the stuff that I was listening to on podcasts for him was saying, you know, a guy who size wise, he had good ball production and ball skills and all this and that at Miami. But uh, during the senior bowl, it's like size-wise, he should be doing what Bullard's doing, where he can play a little slot corner, be able to guard guys, and he was not good at that. You know, he is he's a true safety and only a safety for sure. Yeah. But I, I think he performed as expected for me. I didn't want to see him play corner. I'm like, he's a good safety, leave him a safety. So that's why I, I had him as net neutral on the week. I just had him up down. I can see how someone might have seen more down, especially if you're looking for him to be uh, a cornerback, then I totally get that, but I haven't been that neutral. I had not heard uh, the Nudie. nickname of Nudie, but I did watch Dwight McLaughlin, and he came on my week uh, radar a couple weeks ago, so I watched him, and I like him. I've got him as like a fifth-round guy. And, I mean, when I'm adding guys to my board and putting them in the fifth round, that means they impress me. You know yep. what I mean? Adding you only get 230, so you don't get a full seven-round draft. So Yeah, he was a Shrine Bowl guy. I just want to mention some Shrine Bowl standouts real quick because we, you know, Parker was not at the Shrine Bowl while he was at the Senior Bowl. That's impossible. It would be incredible. Sure. If hey, 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 Dale, I got to head out of here. I got to get something to eat and all that. Yay, Parker, thank you so much for coming on. And like Porchop said, if you have any questions, ask Parker a bunch of stuff. Good dude, Parker is. And Parker, we hope to see you next year in Cincinnati for a game. Okay, buddy? Show your nipples, Greg. Good to see you, Gregory. Good show to see you. Nipples. Yes. You can't leave without showing your nipples. Show your nipples, Greg. No, it's cool, Parker. I don't want to scare Parker off. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know he's seen him. We've got to talk to you, brother. But Shrine Bowl guys like Curtis Jacobs, Frank Gore, a lot of the big names, Christian Mahogany, uh, Blake Wilson, Isaiah Williams, and then Miles Murphy, who been off the radar. There is another Miles Murphy, by the way, yes. Bengals fans. D-tackle, who is a highly rated recruit at North Carolina. But apparently had a good senior bowl week who not on my board. So I almost want to go like I feel like I deserve going back and watching his Carolina tape, at least from this season. No mahogany excites me, man. And I, I oh I've junior. got him so he's up there with Haynes for me. I know, like, yeah, me too. Me too. Very close, very similar profiles. I think Haynes moves a little bit better, but mahogany is like yes. just a, he's a tank, dude. He's a tank, he's strong as yeah, shit. Yeah, he had the and like an ACL, right? Uh, yeah. last year so that's kind of the but he played came back and played good this season so i really like him uh i'm excited man parker and i could talk draft literally around the clock so parker thank you so much i'm sorry we went two hours that was not the plan i could not fit all of this in well i i can only imagine how much you skipped i mean you didn't i, mean, I, people don't I skipped. You went, yeah i i love this stuff guys and i i haven't had parker on forever and I, you know, and having him at the senior bowl, I wanted to get his opinion. So thank you all that have, have stuck around for almost two hours. I am going to do a show with my guy. Uh, Jesus. I'm, oh my God. This is so oh, rude no. that I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Dusty from Bengals Army. So if anybody check out Bengals Army, I'm going to hop on there. We're going to do a mock draft, all kinds of stuff. <sighs> Parker, thank you, man. I love you, brother. Appreciate you. Tell people where they can check you out. 
Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It's always it's always a pleasure to talk draft. I talked about it a lot this week where it's just like, man, I haven't been able to talk to people about like multiple everything. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's like you you just get like these five, ten minute conversations and it's like, man. But yeah, everything flows through my Twitter. So even if I write articles and they go elsewhere, it flows through my Twitter. You can always find them there. I'll post them there. Just follow me on well X, I guess, at Parker Blake60. But yeah, that's where I'm gonna post a bunch of clips today. Hopefully, if I can get through a bunch. So you and Jared still do, gonna be doing any shows coming up? Oh, we're supposed to do one this week. I have not heard from him, so I hope so. Okay. But cannot confirm. Yeah, he flaked on me last week. Oh, anniversary day. Oh, the wise more important. What the what fuck, Jared? What the fuck, Jared? Nah. But thank you, Parker man. I appreciate you always. Uh, we'll talk some more drafts soon. Let's do it, man. You know where to find me. Everybody knows where to find me. So. But thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure, brother. Appreciate you, man. Uday. Uday. Thank you all.